everyone, welcome to another episode of Bold and Beautiful. I'm so glad you tuned in or downloaded or liked and subscribed on any of the major podcast platforms and YouTube. If you've checked me out on YouTube, definitely go there. There's some great podcasts. Love for you to to um, like, subscribe, follow, leave some comments, ask some questions, you know, leave some suggestions for future podcasts. I would love to hear that. Love to hear your feedback. Today, I just want to give you a quick little thought. I woke up this morning and this thought hit my mind, the scripture hit my mind, and I think it's really good for us to receive, to think about, to meditate on, to pattern our lives after, because so many times we get bogged down with life. We get bogged down with ourselves, with our own mistakes, with our faults and our fears and the things that just get in our way. And so I just want to read a quick scripture here. It's Romans 8 chapter one and we'll skip around just a little bit but the main scripture that i want to read i'm going to use the um, niv version because i like how it says it it says romans 8 and 1 says therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus because through christ jesus the law of the spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death for what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So those who live according to the flesh have their own mindset on what the flesh desires, things that we want, things that we desire, things that we just set our eyes on. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their mind set on what the spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. And I just want to stop there for just a moment. I may go back and read a couple more scriptures, but I want to point this out that when we make a mistake, which we often do, right? We're human. We are fallible. We are Um, we think we know what's going on. We think we know what we want to do, what we want to see, what the outcome is always going to be. But many times we don't know. We don't understand our intention. Our hearts might be right. Our motive might be right. Maybe, but our methods could be wrong in a particular instance or a situation, or, uh, we think we are on the right path. We're on the right road. And we realize, you know what? I should have turned left. Instead, I turned right, or maybe I got involved into in this relationship and it looked great. It looked wonderful. The this birds were singing, the sun was shining, the flowers were blooming, and it was awesome. You knew that that's what God had for you. This person in your life, or even just a friendship in your life, and it just took you the down the wrong road. You experienced pain and trauma, and then what happens oftentimes is we blame ourselves because we say, yeah, I should have known better. I should have seen that. I should have anticipated this outcome. I should, have, I, I, I told you so. Maybe you even, you thought about it and you, and you questioned yourself and you said, you know, no, no, I'm fine. It's going to be all right. Everything's going to be okay. Or maybe you had no idea whatsoever and you just knew everything was going to work out. And lo and behold, it did not work out. Well, you know what? Don't kick yourself because Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. You know what? Where does that that um, sin and death come from? Condemnation. And when we place ourselves in position where we feel not convicted, but con- condemned for what we have done or the mistakes that we have made, well, that separates us from the love of God. 
it pulls us far away from God's presence and God's love because that's not what he's about. What does this scripture say? It says, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Look, if you call Jesus Christ your Lord and your Savior, he's already paid the price for you, number one. Then when you come to him or when I come to him and uh, the Bible tells us that I have I have, um, I have God's ear. I say, Lord, forgive me for what I've done. Forgive me for the mistake. Forgive me for turning left when I should have turned right. I missed it and I messed up. Well, he doesn't condemn us. He doesn't say, man, you knew. I told you, you're such a bad person. He doesn't slap us on the wrist. He doesn't hit us upside the head. He doesn't give us a cocotasso, if you know what that is. He does not do any of those things. He says, come to me. I am so glad you came to me. You know, when I was thinking about this scripture throughout the day, I thought, you know, um, we can look at the parallels or the contrast rather between Peter, Simon Peter and Judas. Now they both messed up horribly. Um, uh, Judas was intentional about his mess up. And if you don't know the story of Judas, Judas betrayed Jesus. He was one of the close disciples of Jesus Christ. And in, as he was walking the earth, he saw the miracles. He knew the love. He saw Jesus turn the water into wine. He, he saw the miracles of Jesus. He saw people healed, people raised from the dead. He was there, he witnessed it, but he sold Jesus out for, for some silver. And when he realized what he did, he did not run back to the Lord. He did not run to the cross. He did not run to the Savior and say, forgive me, or even cry out to the heavens and say, God, forgive me. He did not do that. Instead, he, he, he uh, depleted himself or he sunk down into the depths of depression and he lost his life. He, he gave up the life that he could have had and he committed suicide. And we can go down that road. That road had to have been so, so, so dark for Judas to say, I give up on all life. When the God of all creation who walked the earth, but he walked with Jesus. He saw the miracles. He saw Jesus turn lives around, but he was so far gone that he could not access the Lord for himself. He could not find an opening in his heart and an opening in his mind to say, you know what? There's still hope for me. In fact, this is what this says. It says what the, what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh by say, Judas, let's substitute Judas's, um, his, his mistakes here. It was weakened. His own desires were weakened by the flesh that, that he succumbed to. He, it says, God did. God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. Man, if Judas had just known that Jesus was his sin offering, he would not have been condemned. And I tell you what, so many times we live life full of condemnation. We kick ourselves. We tell ourselves that we're stupid, that we're ignorant, that we're dumb, that we messed up. And we may have messed up. We, you know, you may have done, done something and it should have been so obvious. And maybe that's the case. You know what? But God says, I've sent my son to pay the price for you, for your mistakes. God's not surprised when we mess up. He's not surprised when we zig, when we should have zagged. He's not surprised by any of it. But you know what? He says, if you have faith in me 
faith in my word, I will turn your life around. I will turn those mistakes into your biggest blessings. I will turn those things around to, to make it come out for your good. When it looked like it was everything was falling apart, your life was in shambles and falling apart, God says, give that to me. All you have to do is just come to me. Wow. So now we look at Peter in contrast to Judas. Peter walked with Jesus as well, and he was hot-headed. He was hardly, hardly perfect. Peter had all kinds of flaws. Um, he was a flawed individual. Like all of us, we are flawed. We are not perfect. Even we say we follow God. We love Jesus. We go to church. Maybe we, we, you know, we sing the songs. We worship. We praise. We're good people. We help people cross the road or we help people put groceries in their basket. Maybe we pay for someone's groceries. We buy Christmas presents for the homeless. And, you know, we do all these wonderful things. And those are great. But that does not help us be righteous because when we fall and when we make mistakes, as we do daily, God is right here to say, come on home, come on home. Let me help you fix the broken pieces. So let's just take a look at Peter for a second. Peter had so many opportunities to do the right thing. And yet often he did the opposite of the right thing. He did the wrong thing. He was hot-headed. He was rash. He, he was um, spontaneous. And now some of that, that can be a good thing, of course. But in his case, it was a bad thing often. You know, there was at one point where Jesus said, Satan, get behind me. He looked at Peter, his confidant, his main dude, his bro, you know, and he said, get behind me. Now, was Peter Satan? No, but he had the mind. He didn't have the mind of Christ at that moment. moment. He had the mind of of something demonic, the mind that would go and fight against God's will and God's plan. Jesus told Peter, Peter, let me tell you something. I know you have a heart to do the right thing, but there is going to come a time when you are going to fail. You are going to betray me. Peter fought that thought. He was like, no way. There's no, I would never betray you. Jesus, I've given up everything. I've given up my livelihood, I've given up my life, and I've been following after you. There is no way. I've seen too much, I've done too much, I know too much. I am I am the the rock. Remember? You know, remember Jesus? I've got the revelation of who you are. And Jesus said, Okay, Peter, I want you to know that when this happens, this is what you need to do. He said, I'm praying for you. And he said, When the cock crows, the rooster crows three times, you're going to betray me three times and you're going to hear it and you're going to know and you're going to remember these words but i'm telling you now peter i'm praying for you that your faith fail not and i love i love when my husband preaches this message um i pray that your faith fail not i'm telling you there are so many things in life that will come our way will come your way will come my way and it will it will be very difficult difficult times that we'll have to walk through it will be very challenging. So we'll have to make some tough decisions and sometimes we're not gonna make the right decision or sometimes we're going to take too long. Maybe we'll be in the valley of indecision and by our indecision, we've made a decision, right? And and maybe that causes some things to fall out, a domino effect and we you know, are disappointed by that or, or what have you. It can be anything because life happens. As long as we're living, things happen in this world. And again, we're fallible, we're not perfect. But Jesus is forever praying for us. He said, I am praying for you that your faith fail not. The scripture tells us that it is impossible to please God without faith. 
without faith. That's the biggest sin. It was the biggest sin that King David made. Um, the biggest sin, the greatest sin was that we do not believe that God can handle whatever happens in our life, whatever comes our way, whatever whatever thoughts happen, whatever comes against us, whatever attacks happen, whatever sickness comes our way. He can handle it all. He can handle our tormented minds. He can handle the anxiety. He can handle the sleepless nights. Jesus can handle the broken down relationships, the broken hearts. He can handle it. He can handle it. But when we just choose to not believe him, then we cut ourselves off from our lifeline. And Jesus said to Peter at this point, he said, I'm praying for you. Well, don't you know that rooster crowed three times. And when it crowed, Peter heard it after denying Jesus. He said, I, I've never seen him before. I didn't know who he, I don't know who he is. Never been around him. Clearly all lies, but he lied and betrayed Jesus. The rooster crowed. And then Peter remembered. He remembered. What did he remember? He remembered the words that Jesus said and he ran away. The Bible says that he wept in pain. He was heartbroken for himself, for himself. And he felt he was he felt condemned, but he didn't stay that way. And that's the moral of the story. He did not stay in that valley of condemnation, but his heart was pricked. He was convicted and he remembered Jesus's words. And his word says, his word said, I am praying for you that you will shake yourself, wake yourself up, pick yourself up and walk into the light because that's, that's where I am and I'll be waiting for you. And he did not forsake his faith. He did not forsake his closest friend, his confidant, his savior, his, his Lord. He, Peter did not forsake him. And I want to encourage you today, do not forsake Jesus. He has he is the best thing that has ever happened to you, that has ever happened to me, that will ever happen to you in your life. He is. He understands things in us that we don't understand. We can't even comprehend it. We can't even explain it. We can't even, even pretend to figure it out, but God already knows it. He already knows. He's already made a way. He's already made a plan. He's already made a way out of the valley that you're in right now. The way out, it could be that you're walking through and God is strengthening you. But who can handle that? God can. When we can't, he can. That's why the Bible says, when I am weak, I am made strong. Why? Because I am I am grafted into the love of God. I'm grafted into his plan and into his will. Listen to this scripture. Listen to this. It says in Romans 8, let's see. Verse five, it says, those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. That was Judas. But those who live according in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. Look, if you have your mind in the right place, God isn't going to forsake you. He's not going to let you sit down and wallow in your mistakes and and um, and eat the fruit of your mistakes. No, I love when my father-in-law, has used, he said this, says that. He says this all the time. He says, I pray for crop failure. If I've sowed some seed, sown some seed that was that I did not want to harvest from, I pray crop failure. Let those things die out. You know what? Because God is for us. And if God is for us, who can be against us? Come on. Not even you can be against yourself so much that God can reach in whoop, and swoop in and save you. That's what salvation is all about. He is the savior. He's not your savior of yesterday. He's your savior for today. And he's your savior for tomorrow. Man, this is good. 
So it says, the mind, verse 7 says, the mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. So as long as we sit in the in the that valley of condemnation, as long as we sit in the the pool of our mistakes and our failures, there's no pleasing God in that. There's no that there is no glory in there. There's no victory. There's no there's no success. There's no love. There's no joy. There's no hope. And all those things are really are enemy. They're they are an enemy of God and of His Word. But it says, "You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but you are in the realm of the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone doesn't have the Spirit of Christ, they don't belong to Him. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness." So, what is that saying to me? Today. What is that saying to us tonight? Look, when I fall, when I make a mistake, when I sin, when I completely go against God's word, if I'm a believer and I believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, then I lay those things down before God and say, God, I messed up. And he says, no problem. I've got you covered. Then he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to you, to your mortal body because of the spirit that lives in you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it's not to the flesh to live according to it, but to live according to the spirit. I tell you what, when we live according to the spirit, verse 14 of this chapter, Romans chapter eight, it says we are led by God's spirit, then we are the children of God. Man, I hope you are feeling empowered right now. I hope you are feeling encouraged right now because look, we all make mistakes. Some of our mistakes are greater than others in our mind, but you know what? It's not—it's not like Jesus is lifting the five-pound iron, the the five-pound weight, and he's saying, "Okay, that's an easy one. That's not too bad." But then you throw a hundred-pound weight, and he's like, "Oh man, this is heavy. I haven't worked out in a while. I'm going to be sore." No, that makes no sense, right? No, it doesn't matter how heavy the weight is. It doesn't matter how heavy the sin is to you. Jesus said, I've got you covered. Don't live, don't live a mind full of what you're full of mistakes and, and full of what your flesh is saying. That condemnation, that's flesh. That kind of you can substitute that word right there because that's the thing that is that can get in front of you, get in front of our eyes like this, and it covers us. And when it covers us, we can't see, right? We can't see. But Jesus says, nope. I lift that cover off. I remove the blinders from you so that you can see and not see according to your mistakes or according to the flesh or the desires thereof, but according to God's spirit because he lives in you. That's awesome. Boy, I hope it's true. I sure hope you have been encouraged by that word. There is therefore now no condemnation. When? Now. Now. There's no condemnation. When? Now. I just want to reiterate that. There is no condemnation now. If you've made a mistake, if you spent too much money here, you made you made uh you made some foul decisions, you know, yesterday or you or last week or last month or you know, even the things that are ahead. God knows it all together. He already knows what you're gonna do, he already knows what you've done, he knows what you're gonna do. So he's just waiting for you to come to him and say, Okay, Lord, I messed up. I don't know how I got into this. I don't know how I got into the thick of this, but God, I'm going to trust you. Help me get out of this. 
help me get out. I don't care whether it's in your finances or relationships or decisions, decisions you made on your job, you know, repent and say, look, God, forgive me. Help me to fix this. Help me to put the pieces back together. He doesn't expect you to do it on your own. He says, I am your strength. I am your strength. Wow. That's awesome. So I just want to leave that thought with you today. It was just, it just dropped in my spirit this morning. And I thought, you know what? Sometimes we get so wrapped up in our own failures that we forget to look up and look to the one who's overcome all of our failures. He's overcome it all. And he gets the glory. God gets the glory when we have victory. God gets the glory when we feel his love. God gets the glory when we have hope. God gets the glory when we look to him and not to ourselves, not to our flesh. So there you have it, guys. That wraps up this episode of Bold and Beautiful. Man, I hope you have gotten something out of that, something powerful, something that you can chew on for a while, something maybe you're not even in that doesn't apply to you today, but it's going to apply to you because the enemy will try to uh, destroy your mindset, destroy your faith, destroy your hope with making you feel terrible. And that's not God's plan. Okay. So there you have it, folks. That's Romans 8.1. When you get a chance, go ahead and read that whole entire chapter. Um, Romans is such an awesome book. Look, God loves you. Jesus loves you. Love on somebody else. Encourage them. Be encouraged yourself. Encourage somebody else. And receive what God has for you. Guys, go out there and be bold and beautiful because God's got you. <laughs>